Hey guys, welcome to the Built Lean podcast. I'm Mark Perry, the creator of Built Lean, which helps men with demanding careers get lean, strong, and functionally fit with exceptional vitality. And today I have Dean Slider with me. And so Dean Slider, spelled S-L-U-Y-T-E-R, has taught natural approaches to meditation and awakening since 1970. And you, you heard that right. His acclaimed books right. include Fearless and Natural Meditation. And Dean gives talks, workshops, and retreats throughout the United States and beyond from Ivy League uh, colleges to maximum security prisons. He has made several media appearances and has completed numerous pilgrimages and retreats in India, Tibet, Nepal, and the West. He is known for conveying authentic teachings in forms that are relaxed, accessible, and down to earth. And I've done meditation sporadically for years, but in the last six months, I've been more consistent doing it a couple times per day. And I came across an article Dean wrote recently, and that led me to his natural meditation book. And I also attended one of Dean's free online meditation workshops and his work and philosophy, they really resonate with me. And, and I'm just so grateful that uh, he's able to be with us today. I mean, he's been here for a while. We'll talk more about that in a second. <laughs> but uh, with that said, thank you so much for, for joining today. Thank you, Mark. Really it's really, it. yeah, it's really great to be here. Cool. And so I guess to start out, I mean, you were doing more, more like meditation before it was cool, like way before yeah. it was cool. So I was doing meditation when it was weird. <laughs> when it was weird. So, so when, tell I, me. when I started, te- when I started teaching meditation and yes, you have that right in 1970, right. I start, I would start every public lecture I would give with jokes about, no, it's not about flying carpets and beds of nails and crystal balls. And everyone would laugh. It would be a joke. But I knew I had to tell that joke because people really had that impression or it was some hippie cult stuff. And, you know, so I've seen the whole landscape change on this. Now, everybody and his brother-in-law has you know, maybe attended a meditation workshop at the, at the Y or the, and you're, you know, use some meditation app. So people have gotten past the, the block, past the obstacle of thinking it's weird. Um, The main obstacle that people still run into is they think that it's hard. And the way it's taught, often it is hard because it's people, they have the impression, which is often reinforced by the way that it's taught, that, oh, it's about concentrating. It's about clearing your mind. You know, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, oh, I can't meditate, I can't clear my mind. And as you know, from participating in my session and reading my, my books, it's not about clearing your mind. That's, it's, no one can clear their mind. I can't clear my mind. But it's actually it turns out to be something way simpler, way easier than that. Okay, so I guess let's let's actually start off, um, and I appreciate that. We're going to dive into more detail, but can we start off like, how did you even get in? Like, how did you start meditation and get into mm. it, and mm-hmm. and then also just make this your career? Like, how that all come about? Right. Um, it started for me with a few childhood experiences, which I think a lot of people, maybe even most people, have experiences in childhood. Maybe where you were sitting out on the lawn on some long afternoon by yourself and things got quiet and, you know, just some sense of, oh, everything's fine for no particular reason. 
<laughs> you know, uh, nothing has changed on the outside, but somehow it's a kind of a, like an opening up. And um, I, I don't know these days if kids ever sit out on the lawn just being by themselves anymore and not, you know, playing games on their phone or something. So I, I hope they're still getting the opportunity for that to happen. Anyway, I had some, some really clear dramatic experiences like that in childhood. And then, uh, you know, when I was in high school, it was, it was California, it was the 60s. Right. And the information was starting to be available for the first time. Oh, here's these books from thousands of years ago from India and from Tibet. Other people experienced this stuff. And of course, there was the whole psychedelic revolution going on. Oh, you know, take, take this substance and 45 minutes later, you're really in the place where everything's fine for no particular reason, except the little detail that you took a drug and it wears off in a few hours. And so here were these books by these ancient sages saying, the place that you've been bumping into by accident is it's real. And it's called Satori, Samadhi, Grace, Enlightenment, the kingdom of heaven within you, right? Both the Eastern traditions and the Western traditions. And there are ways of systematically, not just accidentally once in a while, but systematically just oh, letting go, settling into that, you know, every day, every day. So more and more you're living there and you're you, more and more, you can start kind of moving in your furniture. Um, so uh, I, I started looking for teachers. Uh, the first teachers that I found were Zen teachers, but the Zen approach usually is very kind of rigid and very much about you sit, you, you're not allowed to move, you can't budge, which was not going to be me. I was way too squirmy for that. Um, and it was about concentrating and trying to clear the mind. And I thought there must be something wrong with me. And then I found teachers who said, no, it's not you. It's, it's, you're just normal, you know, just regular people are not going to be able to sit without ever moving a muscle, but that's not necessary. They're regular people can't push away all their thoughts, but it's not necessary. And, um, and I did have a day job actually for 33 years. I taught English at a fancy prep school in New Jersey, but by then I was teaching meditation. And so I wound up setting up meditation programs for these kids who were getting ready to go to Harvard and Yale and Dartmouth. And a lot of them still, they're in government, they're in the arts, they're in uh, the film industry. One of them in the last couple of years was a nine-time Jeopardy champion. And I got to sit in the cool. studio audience and, and watch him wipe the floor with his opponents. And yeah, it was really great. That's awesome. And so in, in you know, kind of the beginning of our discussion here, uh, you know, you talked about, and, and you've alluded to here, it's just, it's like a meditation is natural effortless thing. And so right. can you, can you answer the, the general question? And was, this is what your book is all about. I mean, mm-hmm. What, what is meditation? Meditation is settling down into yourself. It's not going outside. It's not contacting something exotic, something other than you. It's settling into what you are. We could say settling down into the level of your core beingness. You know, we could think of, of things in terms of on the most outward level, there's all this activity, all this stuff that you do. And then 
we get a little bit more inward, there's all the stuff that you think, right? That's not act. We can't, you can't from the outside see a person thinking. Now we're getting more inward. And then if we settle down even closer, we get down to what you feel, your feelings, right? Which, and notice each, as we take each step, things become less active and it feels more like a what I really am. Now, for most people, the feeling level is the deepest that they get, the deepest that they contact. So that's what, you know, why we identify so strongly with those feelings. They become so important to us, and they are important. But there's one more level beyond what we do, what we think, what we feel. There's what we are, just this level of pure beingness, just isness, we could say. You could think of it like an ocean, you know, on the surface of the ocean, there's all these waves, all this activity, and then we get a little deeper, and there's still activity, but it's more under the surface, there's the currents of thinking and feeling, but then we get a little deeper, and it's just, you know, just silent ocean of beingness. It's a beautiful and, description, can you? Yeah. No, yeah. And the thing is, see, the, the mistake that most people make when they approach meditation is they, they, they understand, oh, meditation is about settling into some kind of silence. And, they, and we all want that silence because that's peace. We all want peace. We, you know, our head goes around and around, all this stuff and pandemics. And now we're getting, and so that's with our activity is maybe messed up or challenging at best thoughts, what to think about, our feelings, you know, now in the quarantine times, there's these huge spikes in anxiety and depression. So we all want this quietness, we all want this peace. So the mistake that people make is they say, well, I want quietness, there's all these waves here, I got to flatten out all the waves. It's like, I'm going to take a big mallet, or I'll take, you know, something, wham, 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 flatten out all the waves. But that's a bunch of additional activity. That's what I call trying to meditate. You know, people say to me, well, I tried to meditate, but it was hard. And I say, no, 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 no. You tried to meditate, and so it was hard. <laughs> so what I show people how to do is, rather than try to flatten out all the waves, you allow gravity to pull you down into the deeper levels of the ocean. And what you discover is, you know, if you and I, Mark, living near the Pacific Ocean, you know, you just dive in there and you can experience, oh, you only have to go a couple of feet below the surface and it's always quiet down there. We don't have to create quietness. We just settle into the quietness that's always there. We let gravity, instead of we don't do it, we let it do us. We let the gravity pull us down. Now, the gravity in this case, you know, what do human beings always gravitate toward? What are we always looking for? We're always looking for fulfillment, happiness, peace, right? Whether we're, you know, standing in line at the Ben and Jerry's deciding which flavor we want, you know, what you really want is peace, but it ain't on the menu. So you settle for Cherry Garcia or something, uh, you know, whether you're deciding to get married, deciding to get divorced, what you're looking for is peace, happiness, fulfillment, but we're just naturally attracted to that. So 
what we do in natural meditation, as you've experienced, is we allow gravity to take over. And it's, it's hard to describe, not because it's complicated, but because it's so simple. It's hard to describe, easy to experience. And, you know, so my specialty, and I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to work with, you know, the super smart brainiac kids at this top prep school and work with guys in maximum security, a lot of whom never finished grade school, and just find out how to lead people just into letting gravity take over, how to just pull the rug out from under their effort. So how do you do that? How, well, okay. Let me look at my watch here. <laughs> yeah, no so, worries. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's two ways we can do this. One way is um, I can just describe it a little more without actually doing it. And that might be better if people are listening yeah. to the podcast while they're driving okay. and so forth. Um, and then what we can do is send them to my website where I've got an, just about everything there is free. Um, and I've got videos and audios there that just uh, will lead them straight into the meditation in like, you know, 12 minutes. 15 cool. Minutes, I, I just like did that. the fearless uh, guided meditation about 20 minutes ago. So right. <laughs> I can, I can include that in the article. So like every time we I publish this, I have an article that corresponds with it and we can have everything there. Perfect. 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 Okay, cool. Now there are a few things that, um, I teach that we could do right here that will give people a little taste of going in that direction. The core practice of natural meditation, where you're closing your eyes, so we don't want to do this while people are, you know, driving, <laughs> operating, right. operating right. heavy machinery. <laughs> um, but there are things that you can do while you're driving, while you're, you know, you're, you're making that difficult phone call. It's a business phone call or, a, you know, tough relationship situation or something. Uh, things that you can do right there in the moment that kind of bring some of the, the flavor of that silence, of that peace, right into the middle of, of activity. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. The whole point of meditation, ultimately, is to not have to meditate anymore, is to just be totally living from that silent ocean, even while you're up at the surface, you know, rocking and rolling in the waves. Right. That's what's called enlightenment. You know, all that stuff you hear, oh, enlightenment, self-realization, uh, nirvana. It's nothing mysterious. You know, as I said at the outset, this is it's, just, it's you. It's what you really are. It's your own beingness. Only now you're experiencing it kind of shining through the all the, the feeling and the thinking and the doing. It becomes never lost. You're always anchored in that silence, no matter what's going on. So that's when life really starts becoming fun. And it really does happen for people. You know, you don't have to go to India and sit in a cave. You can, I've done that. Uh, and that's pretty cool, but you know, most people are not gonna do that. But you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a fanatic about these things. So I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna be pushing the envelope. I gotta do the, the R&D <laughs> for other people. So find out what, what's really necessary here. So some of the things we can do, for instance, um, very, very simple thing is breathe through your feet. This is a really good one in a, when you're feeling stressed, 
you're feeling anxiety, you got to make the tough phone call, or you're sitting there feeling your anxiety level rising because you've been in quarantine for too long or whatever. Now, very simple. Um, let me lead you into this a little bit for a moment and everyone watching, listening can do this. Um, <clears throat> if I say to you, your left shoulder, right? Notice right away, your attention goes to your left shoulder. No effort involved. In fact, you can't help it, right? If I say, don't think about your left shoulder, you still your attention goes there. Okay, right elbow, right? Attention goes to the right elbow, okay? Now, soles of your feet. Now the attention is on the soles of the feet. Perfect. Now, keeping the attention on the soles of the feet, and of course, other stuff's going on. You're hearing my voice. You're, there's thoughts going on. Whatever's going on in the room, all that's fine. We don't try to concentrate. We don't try to push anything away. So have some attention on the soles of the feet. And now as you breathe in, just imagine you're breathing in through the soles of the feet. So here we go. And now as we breathe out, breathing out through the soles of the feet. And in through the soles of the feet. And out through the soles of the feet. And in through the soles of the feet. And out through the soles of the feet. And that's it, done. How are you feeling, Mark? I feel relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so, continue? It, it, it's, it's stupid simple. That's what I love about it. No, it, it's awesome. And so, yeah. uh, and so Dean, uh, before I, I definitely want to get into some counterpoints, right? Some of the people yeah. who are like, Hey, you know, good. What are you doing with meditation? We'll, we'll go there. But uh, you know, me. why, you know, but like, why, why, why do this? Why, why would, why just sit down and do nothing? Why do that? Like why? Because it makes suffering dissolve <laughs> because it make and you know and i know uh, most of your your listeners are are men right and being a man <laughs> i know that men in particular are often very reluctant to admit that they have anxiety they have depression that they're you know that they're lonely um you know that, that we, and we and we can engage in all kinds of stuff to distract ourselves from, from that stuff. And even if you're feeling, you know, I've I've had a very lucky life. Um, you know, mostly I've not had great disasters. Uh, there's a certain amount of depression that runs through my family, and I've had some, you know, some experiences with that. But mostly, you know, I've not been a mental health basket case. So, you know, I just wanted to be happier. And I, and, you know, as I said earlier, I got early on in my life bumped into the fact that there's this kind of maximum state of being happy, of being okay, called enlightenment. And I got very interested in that. 
So the thing is that, remember when you were a kid and you did something and you realize, and maybe your friend, or maybe you're, if you had, I know I, I was one of three brothers and later on a sister, this was the thing, you did this thing. And then your, your friend or your brother would say, oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> remember that feeling of being in trouble? It was like, oh no. That's caving like, in on you. <laughs> though, exactly. Like the whole world is caving in on you. You are doomed. There's no way out. It's just the ultimate, right? Right. Okay. What happens? What what is you know your 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 question? Why meditate? What does meditation do for you? Essentially, you become more and more living in the situation that's the opposite of that. It's the opposite of you're in trouble. Instead of oh the world caving in on you, it's like ah, it's like it's like taking off a tight shoe. You know, and and there's all and we can look at detail, um, specific manifestations of that. The fact that your relationships become smoother. You know, we find ourselves in relationships. Sometimes we fall into patterns. We fall into like, um, you know, flying off at the handle at certain things. And then later we go, oh God, why did I do that? Why do I keep doing that? I know it's dumb. I know I wind up regretting it every time. Right. You know, I do work in prisons with guys that, you know, one moment of getting caught up and now they're spending 30 years locked up as a result. You know, we, one moment of just stuff that we know is stupid and the consequences can just go on and on. So why do we get caught up because of stress? Because the, 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 the stress that's built up in the system is still there, even though the mind knows oh, it doesn't make sense to do this. The feelings say, I don't want to do this, but the stress is there. And it has a real, um, it's physiologically real, neurologically real. It's like the neurological footprints of the, our old dramas and traumas. They're in there. They're in there. There's no amount of beer that'll dissolve those. But it turns out that meditation does dissolve those. And so more and more, you know, it's this simple. When I first started going to these uh, weekend meditation retreats, you know, just they were nearby, they were local. I was growing up here in LA and uh, I was in my late teens or early 20s. I was living with a girlfriend at the time. And after I came back from about my fourth or fifth weekend retreat, my girlfriend said, you know, Every time you come back from one of these, you're a little bit nicer. <laughs> That's simple. That's simple. And I said, I am? Because I hadn't noticed it. Because it's so natural. It's just like your rough edges are getting sanded off. It's like the, the stress that was like, I used to smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes. That, how's that for stupid? And, uh, and I never quit. It's just one day I, I lost the desire. Because what makes us, what drives us to do things that we know are destructive to our health, like smoking, is that we, 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 you know, we, no matter how many attitudes we try to strike for ourselves, we know it's stupid, but we do it because the stress is there. It's there alleviating the stress. Now, when the stress dissolves, 
just one day you find yourself not drawn to it anymore. So this is why to bother. It's not because it's not for the sake of, and you don't have to meditate for a long time when you're doing it in this natural way, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day is, is fine. Uh, the reason that you hear people say, oh, you got to meditate for an hour a day, two hours a day, is because they're doing that kind of effortful meditation. And they got to bang their head against the wall for 45 minutes till finally they, they get tired enough of doing that. And then the last 10, 15 minutes, they settle into effortlessness. So what I was so lucky to learn from my teachers and what I teach is how to go straight to that last 15 minutes. So we do that for something, 10, 15 minutes a day. And yeah, it's generally enjoyable, it's peaceful, but that's not the point. The point is the carryover. The point is, it's like you take a dry sponge, you throw it in a bucket of water, it comes out wet. So we take our, our dried out old nervous system, throw it into the bucket of, of, of peace, clarity, and it comes out kind of sopping with that. That's, uh, that's a, a really great description. Um... Dean. And so I was just thinking, you know, as you're going through this uh, about my own personal experiences. And then um, I also was thinking about um, famed kind of self-help guru, Tony Robbins. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I recently mm -hmm. came across a, um, a, uh, a video where he was in, he was talking about his morning routine mm -hmm. and he said, you know, now, now some people get up in the morning and they meditate. And I think meditation is wonderful, but I haven't met many people who cannot think thoughts. This, and of course, I know we're, potentially we're going to go with this, but this is, this is a different outcome. This is about priming yourself. And so his idea is, is like, you know what, I get in the morning, I want to prime myself and get ready for the day and that sort of thing. And I'm kind of curious, like, what do you think about what he said? What, what, he doesn't, what, he doesn't even, and, and just to be clear, he says, you know, now some people get up in the morning and they meditate and I think meditation is wonderful, but I haven't met many people who cannot think thoughts. This is, oh, this is yeah. Yeah. Outcome. See, he's, he's, he's this totally, he's to yeah. So he's totally misunderstanding what meditation is. Right. He right. thinks meditation is like most people. He thinks okay. meditation uh, is, is sitting there not thinking thoughts. I mean, I've been doing this stuff every day since, you know, 1968. I started in the, in the, what was that? The Johnson administration or the Nixon administration. Wow. And, uh, and, and I'm always, you know, I always have thoughts there, but it doesn't matter. The thoughts are up there on the surface. I'm settling down here into the, into the quiet parts. So he's just, he just, you know, and great. If, if, if there's stuff that you learn from Tony Robbins that works for you, God bless. But, uh, but he clearly he's not the authority on meditation. I'm the authority on meditation. I love it. And that's why we're talking. I really love that. And so yeah. here's another thing. And I'm just giving a counterpoint because there's like this like go-getter like kind Good. of uh, perspective, right? And, uh, and, and it's like, you know what? Good. Massive action is the cure-all. Why is non-action sitting down and doing nothing going to be of help? It's not either or. It's not either or. And, and effective action has to be rooted in non-action. There's an old, th these questions, by the way, are ancient. Like, like the, the one of the first texts that I read about this, the classic text on meditation and action from ancient India is called the Bhagavad Gita. And the, and the teachings are given there, not to a monk sitting in a cave, it's to a, a, an, a warrior 
Arjuna, he's the great archer. And he's, and he's on the, in the middle of the battlefield just before this huge cataclysmic battle is about to begin. And he sits down with his, his charioteer who happens to be like symbolically an incarnation of, of the infinite, of the beingness who straightens him out about everything, talks to him for 18 chapters about this stuff. And, what, and he explains, first settle into the beingness and then pff, you shoot forward into the action. And the great example, Arjuna, the, the hero of the Bhagavad Gita is a, is a warrior. In archery, what do you want to do? You want to propel the arrow forward toward the target. So what's the first thing you do? You pull the arrow back away from the target. When you pull the arrow back away from the target, you're investing it with, what do they call that in, in physics? Potential energy. And also it makes it a lot easier to aim. You know, if you're just throwing arrows, right? So you, so you pull it back, your aim becomes true and you're investing it with potential energy. And then instead of having to push it, you just kind of let it go. And it goes forward with kinetic energy and hits the target. Now, more and more, this is what happens by sitting, meditating for 10, 15 minutes a day, and then going into action. It's like drawing the arrow of the mind back within yourself. And then more and more you come out and it, and I hear this from people all the time that I teach, because I teach people in the film industry, right. people in, 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 you know, uh, the, the whole, in internet stuff, everything is like more and more, I say, I feel like I'm getting all this stuff done, but it feels like I'm not doing it. You know, that's, you must know this, you know, cause you're, you're an athlete, you know, when you're really in it, that sense of flow that you have where it's like, you're watching it being done. Right. And isn't that always when you play your best game and, and, and there's a joy to it and exhilaration to it. That's like nothing else when you're right in the zone. So what this is about really is, and when that happens, you, you always think, well, it would be so nice if I could always play my game in the zone and even better what if i could just every moment be living my life in that zone and that's that's what happens that's what enlightenment is it's life in the zone and so in terms of like when to do it where to do it can you talk a little bit more about that in terms of like yeah. practical steps so like there's a guy listening and yeah. uh you know he's like listen i i'm it's like, I like the idea of meditation. It just seems like, it. how do I even fit this in my day, number one? Right. And right. how do I notice the benefits? As you're saying, it's like kind of watching grass grow. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's pretty fast grass though, in this case, <laughs> okay. in, my, in my experience. You know, again, cool. I've been teaching people forever in all kinds of situations. We have, you mentioned in the beginning, we have these Zoom sessions. I lead uh, Zoom sessions. They're free, they're open to everyone. Uh, when we're not off for a holiday or something, uh, they're twice a week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. All this information is available on my website. You can cool. sign up to, to be on the mailing list on my website. And what I find, you know, on the Zoom sessions, it's great because, you know, I get to lead meditation and we have in, we chat, we have discussion and I, people tell me about their experiences and I hear it again and again, you know, this thing happened. And I, this one woman 
who lives right over here in Venice, and she's such a dear soul. She's and 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 she, her husband had a massive stroke, I think, 15 years ago, and her whole life has just had to be, you know, round the clock caring for him ever since. And and frequently he has medical crises and goes into the hospital. And she's and. And she started meditating with me, I think, two years ago. And just the other day, she was saying to me in one of the sessions, you know, he just went into the hospital again. And she said, I, I swear, if it wasn't for the meditation, I would have been, I would have been in the bed next to him. <laughs> right. And that, so, so I keep hearing about the results. Okay. How to fit it in. Think about anyone hearing this. Think right now, what's the time when, well, think about, brushing your teeth, right? Do you, do you look for a time to fit in brushing your teeth? No, you just, it's in your schedule. You get up in the morning, you do it, right? So the best way to meditate, the best time to meditate is when you will actually do it. That's my advice right? for exercise. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Make, you know, it's all about setting habits. And not thinking, am I in the mood today? Am I too stressed today? Am I already feeling happy? So I don't No, you just don't go through that stuff. You just do it as, as the saying goes, it's a simple concept, just do it. And um, uh, it's nice to have a nice quiet place. Most of us these days are mostly at home anyway, but it, it's not necessary. You can, you know, when I'm on the road and uh, you know, when I'm traveling, uh, and I've, I mean, I've meditated in churches, I've meditated in airports. Fortunately, just as you don't have to get rid of the thoughts, you don't have to get rid of noise. So fine, if you're in a, I love, I love going to New York City and meditating in the subway, right? Because I love the contrast. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. All this noise and chaos is on the outside and the inside of you know? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, let me, let me just mention my book because uh, I do go into all these details in the book. This is my, my award-winning book. This won the, the prize for the, the best body, mind, spirit book of 2015. Natural meditation. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, all that stuff is in there or come to the zoom sessions, right. go to it's a lot of good stuff to read and links to videos and, and audio stuff on my website. Cool. No, I think, I think that's which amazing. Is, which is Dean. Oh, you're going to post. No, 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 sorry. Website. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. It's, it's deanwords.com. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. And then um, in terms of, uh, you know, kind of when to do it. And in terms of the results, as you're saying, I mean, I, I think what's particularly compelling uh, and mm -hmm. it just is that we all have these patterns and we're like, oh, why would we do that? Or, you know, anxious patterns and, and meditation can help those dissolve potentially. Yeah. yeah, it helps you. You know, everybody likes to be free, right? Just think of all the stuff we go through to be free. And, but you can be, and this is, this is a favorite topic when I'm with my guys in Northern State Prison in Newark, New Jersey, right? It's a rough town, a rough prison. And I got these guys, we sit, we meet, you know, it's not quarantine days. These days I, I meet with them via video. Um, but, you know, we sit in this, what they call the, the chapel, which is this cinder block bunker. 
and they're in the middle of, I mean, a, a really chaotic situation. And, and these guys are just, you know, they're, they're freer on the inside than most people who are walking around on the outside and they know it. It's free when you're free from those patterns, when you're free from your own anger, when you're free from your own fear, there nothing else is, is more precious than that. And then, and then that, and of course our families are precious, our loved ones are precious, but when you're able to really be with them and really share yourself without it all being filtered through your fear, your anger, your defensiveness, it's such a joy. That's so fantastic, uh, Dean. I really appreciate it. And so where, where can people, um, I think we've talked about it in terms of finding you, go to deanwords.com, right? That's kind of where, where you have a lot of yeah. information. Any, anything else you'd like to yeah. mention? Yeah, and I like to say that slowly so everyone can hear it. Yeah, deanwords.com, sure. deanwords.com. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and they'll find there, they can read chapters from all my books. And then if you know, they want to read further, they can link, you know, get the books on Amazon. Most of them are also in, you know, Kindle and audio. They can hear the, the stuff narrated by my velvety baritone. <laughs> and, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's the key. That's the portal there is, is my website. Cool. And, and actually one more question I, I, I had for you is, is, you know, kind of the, the length of the meditation, right? So as, and you taught transcendental meditation for years and typically yes, I did. Tw two times a day. And then I've actually done a program myself where it's like, Hey, get in the chair two times a day. It's gotta be two times mm -hmm. a day. It's gotta be two times mm -hmm. a day. And you're kind mm -hmm. of saying, Hey, if it's natural and you, why not just you know. 10, 15 minutes, it's actually a remarkable um, thing, what you're saying, it's just 10 to 15 minutes, which is a speck of time can yeah. create all these dramatic changes. So can you, like, how, can you talk a little yeah. bit? And then if you, you know, and then if you want to say, Hey, this is good. Let me, let me, let me double, double the pleasure, double the fun. You want to meditate twice a day. Great. God bless. Uh, but you know, what I find is, and, and yeah, I taught TM for, for years and uh, people were, um, uh, people got a lot of great results from it. Many people, not all of them, the ones that didn't don't come back. And the, and I get now with the way I teach, which is a more open way. It, it's, it doesn't have certain aspects of the way TM is taught is kind of in, in my opinion, it's a little bit rigid. Um, and plus the main reason I left the organization was they just started charging just way too much money, I, I, I felt. Um, I mean, the whole I, reason I got into it was, hey, this stuff is doing such great stuff for me. I want to share it with as many people as possible. Uh, and, and, you know, to have these, um, uh, you know, barrier, monetary barriers, it just, it, for me, do, doesn't make sense. So yeah, uh, once a day is great, twice a day. And occasionally I go on retreats and occasionally I lead retreats where we're meditating a bunch of times a day, which is great. This is where you can really just kind of stay in the cooker. You know, you come out of the, you, you dive into the ocean, you come out, and then instead of going back on the surface and living your life, then, you know, you have maybe a little meeting or do a little stretching, some yoga, some whatever, and then take another dive. 
and they come out, you know, you might be taking a dozen dives in a day. And then you come out of just a weekend of that. And it's like, man, I, I just got my oil changed and my tires rotated. That's really cool. And, and uh, one yeah. more thing before, before we, before we uh, run Dean is, uh, you know, some people are going to be resistant to it and say, you know what, I, I just don't feel it working. It's not working. And by the way, I came across this one, as you know, if you search anything online, you're going to find, you know, broccoli is bad. Everything's, mm-hmm. you know, right. potentially bad for mm-hmm. you. And so, you know, one person was talking about how, you know, they meditated for 20, meditated for 20 years. And I know you, you, you have a mm-hmm. feeling about this word, you know, the monkey mind was always there. Um, and she didn't see or understand, I guess, the perceived benefits. So I guess if you at the risk of at the at at the risk of sounding arrogant Mm -hmm. let me say send her to me interesting because i work with people like that all the time people come to me and they're like bragging oh i've got the worst monkey mind in the world you know i hear that so much i've got a chapter in this book called the myth of monkey mind this idea this is one of the worst myths out there and you hear it all the time that oh the mind is like this naughty monkey it's always jumping around and what you have to do is grab it and and, you know down right with a net hold it down and that becomes straining and that becomes look any effort to create a non-agitated state of mind is itself a form of agitation. Right. That, that's the catch-22. That's why trying to meditate is always self-defeating. And that's why, and it's not just me making this up, really. I've, you know, I've got this from just wonderful, wise, enlightened teachers showing me this is how to do it without trying, how to let it do you. This whole idea you know essentially what in terms of monkey mind is saying okay if the mind is a monkey it's not jumping around from branch to branch aimlessly it's looking for a bunch of bananas point him toward the bananas he'll settle right down there with that banana very happily so that's what i show people cool and so uh you know dean again i I really appreciate all this and i think um it's one of those things where you just commit to being consistent and just believe in it and then do it. And then over time, don't believe it. No, don't believe in it. Don't believe in it. Don't believe in it. Be, be skeptical. Hold. I tell people this, hold on to your skepticism for as long as you can (laughs) until, until you're just, you know, and, and, and just do it. You don't need a different attitude. You don't need to believe anything. You just sit down and do it. And I say, okay, don't com- you don't have to commit for the rest of your life. How long you've been living life the other way, right? <laughs> 30 years, 40 years. What's reasonable to give this 30 days? S- sit down, do it for 30 days, and then see if you feel like stopping. It's called scientific method. Love it. Love it. Well, well Dean, again, I, I'm super appreciative. And, uh, you know, I mean, He's the man's been doing it since 1970s had a, you know, it's a, a tremendous experience. You can read obviously much more about his background. I gave you a very little in the beginning and we mm-hmm. uh, certainly dove in again. I'm just super, super appreciative Dean that you could, uh, you know, come on and share insights today. And as I said, we're going to have, you know, way more information on the actual article. Um, we're gonna have a full mm-hmm. transcript of this um, podcast right. as well. And, um, and again, I, you know, I know where you're in Santa Monica. I'm in Santa Monica. Yeah. Hopefully when this, uh, you know, the COVID thing uh, dies we'll down together, a little bit, yeah. 
we'll, uh, you know, I'd love to we'll, check out we'll some get, sessions we'll, and all that kind of stuff. Great. Good. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the day. I really appreciate it. You too. Okay. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. Bye-bye. Take care.